So as you might know, I'm uh, currently in a relationship and I've been playing uh, two D&D games. And uh, leading up to those two different days last week, I kept thinking, um, you know, God, what what can I do? I can't play. I mean, you know, I'm kind of trapped. I got to spend all my time with her. I got to be right next to her. You know, it's <clears throat> so great to be single. You know, I can do whatever I want. And I have to be around anybody. And I was just thinking of this without even asking or mentioning the games to her. Which, once I did, she was so happily, and was like, yeah, why? like, of course, go and play. Go play with your friends, you know? Well, you know, go play with your friends. So here I was putting myself in a reality in that I couldn't play. And uh, so it's kind of liberating knowing that communication is key in a relationship. And... uh the thing about relationships, and this is not even just romantically, but in romantically ones, you know, one person is going to like somebody more than the other. And I'm not trying to, like, bash myself or say I don't like her, but I think in this sense, she likes me more than I like her, and I'm not trying to say I don't like her. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> even when you hate somebody, somebody's going to hate you, or somebody's going to hate the other person more than so on, whatever you know you know what i'm getting at you know what i'm saying i say i say uh, i say i say i say can't i cannot talk today <clears throat> i recently learned a really disturbing thing and it was about um so this so in order for some people to have sex in Vietnam when they weren't really able to, they would trap a fly, pull off its wings, and then while in the bathtub, put it on the tip of their penis and kind of like slosh around so the water would get close. And because it, the fly couldn't fly... It would just run around in a circle, stimulating the cockhead and also, you know, making a pleasurable sensation for the creepy ass rapist. Who rapes a fly? Somebody did. That's why it's known. I feel bad for that fly. There needs to be a statue of that fly somewhere. But it is, it's kind of, (laughs) that's the last thing I would think of. Like, who really thinks of putting a fly on their cock to stimulate it? What's wrong with good old regular masturbation? I don't know. Apparently, a fly is a way to do it. It's better than masturbating. I don't know. I'm just saying, apparently to, to these people, it is. And, uh... How many of you have uh, somebody in your life, and uh, this person will never listen to this, so I don't care. Um, growing up, my sister's best friend, her cousin, he would, and we all swear to this, to this day, we had an above-ground pool. He would pee and then go under the water and drink it or just, like, open-mouth it. Now, 
many of you might not have somebody that does that in your life, but the other characteristics might seem a little similar to somebody you might know. They are always chewing gum. Always. <clears throat> in which makes me think of, do you own a toothbrush? Are you lazy? Do you think that chewing gum is going to give you a jaw because first off you don't have a jaw you have double chins so how about lose some weight then start chewing the gum if you want to get a little bit of that chin action in there so this person i'll just forgo the drinking of the piss in the pool so do you know somebody that's always chewing gum has in my opinion and I, and most of these people that i've run across had beady eyes, untrusty. Um, if they have facial hair, it's not well kept. They have a sort of way they talk that they also kind of chuckle, trying to like get you to think what they are saying is funny. And uh, when let's say you and somebody else is in a conversation, they kind of nudge their way in by sit, like overhearing and then interjecting with a dumbass joke and then uh, uh, doing their little retarded laugh and then they look at you like, did you think it's funny? Or in a group scenario, like at work, the Jacob Parker of my work, um, you know, there's a problem, whatever, and he's like, steps in the middle of the circle. Ha, 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 I confess it's all me. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, somebody that's so desperate for attention that I feel bad for them, in a way. But I don't want them near me. I do feel bad for them. But at the same time, you need to change your ways so people will like you. Because clearly, the stuff you're doing now isn't showing that people like you, I assume. Because a few people I've run across, nobody works likes him in the workplace. Nobody likes him in school. Nobody likes him. But they continue with these habitual, whatever the fuck, mannerisms, and they don't see the issue that is themselves. I'm not tell telling them to kill themselves. I'm just saying kind of change flavors a little bit. As I mentioned in the beginning, I've been playing D&D. &D. I started my second campaign, and I have to say, people love me. They love me so much. I wanted to know how my character was introduced so I could have sort of a, you know, be ahead of the game a little bit, kind of either write a little script or think of something in my mind. And I was, after an hour or so of waiting around, waiting for my character to be introduced, next thing you know, oh, knock at the door, and it's my character. I'm playing a monk, a uh, tabaxi monk, a uh, cat person monk. And the best thing about this character is I can throw all my occult random bullshit knowledge at, and they think I'm bullshitting you, and it's brilliant. So they tell me, you know, I knock at the door and I start talking about Abraxas. Abraxas is the chicken snake god of uh, Gnosticism. Some say he is the creator. Some say he is the um, master of the material world. He is 365th top realm god. There's whatever. And nobody ever heard of him. 
mind you. Of course not. He's they say he's a incomplete god, kind of like Baphomet, where people know him, know of him, but they don't know. They know of him, but they don't really know him. There is not a lot of stuff throughout the history of civilization. He just shows up on some runes, some tablets. They think um, Abracadabra comes from Abraxas. And that's another thing I said to these people. I said Abracadabra comes from him. I like to say Abracadabra, which is uh, which equals 318. And I said, I think actually it might be 381. That is a little occult stuff for you, 318. That is uh, Abracadabra or something Crowley started. Um, I threw out 93. They were like, what does that mean? I'm like, huh. You know, or I could say 93, 93, 93, or 93, 93, dash 93, or slash, whatever. Um, 93, of course, equals Thelma, and 93, of course, equals Agape. Agape is what they say the highest form of love is. So when you say 93, typically it's a sort of thing to show that you know Thelma... But most of it is more like love to you, agape, love. I want to, you know, the highest form of love. Another thing I threw out, and like I don't want to, I'm not really like going full force at it, but um, when I was talking about Braxis, I sort of mentioned the whole um shape-shifting reptilian <laughs> Jesus in, in the in the sense that Abraxas sent him back to try to stop people from uh stop stop the archons and archons are the the entities and Gnosticism that try to keep the human soul into this world and a lot of things a lot of religions have something kind of like Satan but he traps you in his dimension and then there's a whole idea of Buddhism. You're coming back until you can reach enlightenment and leave. Um, and the whole thing about shape-shifting reptilian Jesus is not like not not to a dig at Christi Christianity, but that Abraxas sent him back in order to teach humanity how to escape the Archons, how to escape this world, how to escape this sort of soul prism. That I think is true. And I have food in the oven, so I'm going to check on that. Pause break. All right, and what I have in the oven is chicken tandoori. Tandoori chicken in a meatloaf. I had um, leftover chicken still in the seasoning, and I figured cook that, and I wanted meatloaf because I have hamburger going bad, so I'm making a meatloaf. Hooray, food for days. I got food for days. Where was I? Talking about... Playing D and D and throwing occult symbolisms and stuff in there. Yes, so fun. So it's fun for me because my other character is just a basic archer. You know, I was learning the basics. I got a little. I get. I don't know a little bit now. I'm not gonna say shit, but I know a little bit now. I understand the game a little bit. So it's gonna be fun for me to kind of just throw. Some random bullshit. And I thought about actually, like, making a Word document and, you know, doing more research per se and just having it open. 
be like, oh, what should I say? You know, and then, you know, definitions for shit. But it's all supposed to be off the top of the head. So I think writing stuff down will be kind of lame. What I find is hilarious is um, the storming of the Capitol. And part of me, I, part of me really does like it because it shows the politicians that if people get really pissed off, they're going to do some crazy shit. Storm the Capitol. Now you get the bitch with the onion that's fake crying, saying she got maced. Why are you here? Because cause we're starting a revolution or whatever the fuck she said. And then you get the guy, the shamanic barbarian. Any white... The, the thing about shamans, I'm, I, if you're white, I'm not going to believe you. Like, the, the, the dopest, like, Tim Leary and fucking Ram Dass and Terrence McKenna, that's my phone. None of them motherfuckers are like, I'm a shaman. Terrence McKenna straight up said, don't follow gurus, follow plants. Fuck you, guy. Now, if I'm trying to do a shaman, they have to be not white, okay? Not white. I would look for something South American or Native, or I guess Native American in general, whether Central, South, or Northern. People that has have a long history with plant medicine. Um, I also found it funny the guy that was in the airport. Uh, crying because now he's on the no-fly list and it's just hilarious because did they these people think there was not going to be any consequences i think i think what happened was for the past four years they have been so engulfed with their personality, like their whole mannerism, their whole past four years of life is that Trump is their president. Trump is their president. They love Trump. Their whole idea, that's all they've been able to talk about, either with people that love Trump or they're bashing people that don't like Trump. That's their whole life of these past four years. Now that he's not going to be president, they lost their goddamn mind in the only way that they think they can be, they, they don't remember what it was six years ago when they were just whatever, whoever they were. They only remember the past four years that they've been Trump people. So now it's like a threat to themselves. It's a threat to who they are. A th- because if you take away him, they have nothing to talk about. They have no... I guess they do have stuff to talk about, but nothing crazy passionately. Because these people are passionate for Trump. Clearly. They believe everything they say. Or it's like QAnon. And the thing about QAnon, and I've said this before, it's people that started to get into conspiracies, but then stop and just like buy into bullshit. Because like, there's some of it's true, but like, to think Trump is our, the Lord and Savior that's going to save us? No, none of them are. The people, the masses. Now, if we could somehow get the people that stormed the Capitol and the Black Lives Matter people to form up and do something, shit would happen. Now we got to take out the uh, the crisis actors. We got to take out the um, um, violence. Uh, I. Uh, I went to speech therapy. You people know this. Uh, actually, today at work, 
uh, one of the Mikes, there's like 18 Mikes, Mike is so such a common name, um, he was telling me, he's doing some like uh, Bill, not Jeff Foxworthy jokes, and then was like, um, yeah, they pronounce it, and he spelt whatever word, and I'm like, um, I can't pronounce it. I was like, I'm I'm having a hard time pronouncing that. I I went to speech therapy, and he's like, Well, you can read, right? And it's like, Yes, I can read, but that doesn't mean I can talk correctly. That's like having like somebody that I don't know. Be like, you design cars, right? So you should be able to be the best driver ever. Or, you know, oh, you. Yeah, whatever. You know how to um, fucking plug in a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor. You should be able to put in a fucking motherboard and a CPU and a graphics card in, right? It's not. It's it's close, but not the same. That's all I'm saying. And uh, where was I at? The, the storming of the Capitol. Even Alex Jones turned on <laughs> QAnon. I've seen that. I haven't looked into it. I've seen the the articles and some shit, and um, but I feel bad for all of them because they bought into a fake dream. They they their whole life and their whole um, personality, their whole identity was based on this, and now that it's not a thing anymore, they they lost their fucking mind, and they did something stupid and. All of them that are going to get caught are going to forever rue the day they did something that stupid. Especially the ones that were so proud and fucking going live and tagging themselves and purposely going to the journalists. Because there's a revolution and you got an onion. Fucking idiot. Um, And then you have the people that bashed. Black Lives Matter bashing, or not bashing them, and vice versa. But the thing is, and I think Miss Pat, she posted something, and it was like, we don't want them shot, we just want to be treated like them. And meaning, if you've seen it, you know, there was a little rough and tough, but at the end of the day, they were taking selfies. But that could also be because the largest police union supports Trump and I I think I've talked about how I hate police unions and I don't think any any um, public servant or public service whatever the fuck should have a union now I love unions but the thing is that shouldn't be unionized because they're just back they're just for themselves and not for the public you know my job I'm, I'm at GM now is heavily unionized and uh, even before I was in there, I was marching with my dad because I was a fucking, um, because I support the shit. And yeah, I was high on mushrooms one time. That was fun. Um, so yeah, I, I think the problem with America is we don't have enough unions and the unions we do have are typically weak and people there's been such a mass of um propaganda for anti-union movements in places i've worked at have been crazy anti-union most places are and my state is a, a right to work state which means you can be fired for no reason and that's just the way it fucking is rick fucking snyder and thankfully that fucker is finally 
facing some heat for poisoning everybody. And you know what's fucked up? Is Biden is a big fan of his, is a big fan of P- of somebody that poisoned... Oh, you're just going to come in here and start... What's up, cat? Baby boy? That's my little skinny mini, my baby boy, my fat one. Um, Where was I? Yes, Biden was a fan of Rick Schneider. And I voted for Biden not because I like him, just because it was a little less shitty. Um, And Obama with that fake fucking drinking of the water twice. Fuck him. Fuck politicians. They're not your friends. They're not for you. Once you push them, you see the real... Not now. Not now. When? Just like force a vote. Just like Medicare for all. When? If we can't get in a pandemic, when the fuck are we ever going to get it? Like a regular modern day society. Like the rest of the fucking world. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely disgusting. That's the end of this, man. I'm just... I, it's hard, it, it's getting hard, and I, re- I really do like this, and it's just, uh, Cobra Kai's out, I'll say that, I've, I've got, I was gonna record this a couple days ago, and I just got pulled into Cobra Kai, that's the reason, if you want to blame something, blame great TV or dramas, or whatever, I love that little, it's so great, because, there's always one cheesy line in there, at least one cheesy line or scene, and I just go, fuck you. And that's why I like it. And it pulls you in. So blame bad television, or I mean, not fuck, blame good television for my lazy ass because I have so much I got to get done. I got to get a COVID test because I went to, because I'm losing my insurance because I'm turning 26 and I have to get all my shit done so in order for a stress test i gotta give it a covid test because i went to my cardiologist last week and yeah trying trying to tell him we're on a ton normally we're in and out in an hour it was three hours it was horrendous me and my dad had to work we barely got back in time my girlfriend had to stay at my parents house because i couldn't i couldn't drive to my house and then drive back to go to work because it was it was like 150 and i and it takes 40 it would take like 40 minutes to drive there and then to, to my work and i have to be there at like 242 but i have to walk in find a parking spot change fucking blah 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 and that takes like eight minutes and then who knows traffic so so from my safe and sa- safety and sanity i was just like stay here they'll fucking take you back and uh everything's good you know uh you know they were training a new guy so that took a long time on my pacemaker shit apparently he did something so my battery will last a little bit longer so hopefully it'll last like six years hooray hopefully i'll have good insurance by then or i'll just fucking die because this surgery started out in 91 i had it in 95 so i'm within the first Five years. Nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen. So, hooray. I'm fine dying. Fuck it. I'll be back. Shout out. Peace.